Okay, let's start this year's Parsha Shoftim, Tavshin Pei Beis, as we are back in Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, back in Beit Shemesh, and uh, we are um, starting our next uh, cycle, uh, really the end of Tavshin Pei Beis, as we are in Chodesh Elul, and uh, we will start again with a number of thoughts that relate to the Parsha, but obviously also relate to Chodesh Elul as... Um, we will see, and as is always the case in these in these parshia. So we start off with Shoftim Vishotrim. Shoftim Vishotrim Titain Lecha Bachal Sharecha, judges and Shotrim enforcers. Titain Lecha, you shall give Bachal Sharecha in all of your in all of your gates. And the uh, in the sefer here, Lehisaneg, uh, he quotes from Lehisaneg Besanugim. So he quotes. Uh, the Medrash from the end of Bracious that we've spoken about before in Pashas of Yigash. But he's going to relate it to one word in this week, in this Pasuk. That's related to when Yosef reveals himself to his brothers. When Hashem will come and reprove each of us according to his, uh, to who he is. So what exactly does that mean? So let's keep that uh, in our minds for a minute, and let's go to his question. The question that bothers a number of Mepharshim, and that is, Shoftim v'shotim titain l'cha. It's singular. Lashen yachid. Even though the mitzvah of Shoftim v'shotim, setting up a bezdin, is upon the klal. It's not upon every, any individual. It's upon the nation to set up batidinim. It's even upon every person. Right, one of the seven mitzvahs be Noach. The only mitzvahs asay in the seven is setting up a court system, is setting up dinim. The other six are are los asays. So asks the here in the Sefer Lasanig, uh, why is it that the singular lashon is used of shots from shodim titen lecha personally? Omrim bale moser. So many answers given. His answer is shekan ramzalanu Torah. The Torah is. Hinting to us, Shekal Adam Tzarech Lahamid Shoftim Vishotrim Aldrachov Umasav Hayimheim Alpichukiyat Torah Olo. Every person has a personal responsibility to make Shoftim and Shotrim for ourselves, for each of us where we find ourselves in the spiritual world. We need judges. We need self judges in order to make sure we are are doing what we're supposed to be doing. Shamati Lafaris Sharamus Khan. These judges, again, I already said this, but now let's see it more in depth. These judges that we have to put for ourselves, based on the abilities and the strengths and the talents that we have. Hashem is looking at each and every one of us. We have our own, we're in our own world. Hashem looks at each of us in a unique way. Every person is measured and judged based on themselves. We're not, we're not compared to anybody. This, what action for one person could be something wrong and for somebody else something amazing. Somebody comes five minutes late to shul. So for one person that could be... What's going on? You didn't. You came late. But the other person, you came to shul. That's unbelievable. The same action. <laughs> so, titan lecha. It's personal. Eich titeno sam lecha lafi akelim akochos shalcha. Based on your kochos. V'cheinu mafurus b'medrash, and that's the language of the medrash. L'shiyav akadosh baruch when Hashem in the future comes and reproves us. Lafi ma shehu. Based on what each one of us. Lafi ma shehu are. And he quotes the following, that Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz, the Mashkiach, uh, quoted uh, about Rabbi Yitzchak Bluzer, Rabbi Yitzchak Petterberger, Talmud of Rabbi Yitzchak Salanter, that he had a tinus dibur the entire month of Elul. A few of the Ba'ali Musr, they didn't talk the whole month of Elul except for Torah and Tefillah. Nothing. Even when Elul starts at the beginning of August. And once we're not uh, in the Rosh Hashanah zone, whenever Elul was, Elul was Elul. And he had a tinus dibur. So, and Rabbi Rucham once said, I thought, wow, if that's something that Rav Yitzchak does, so then maybe I should do it, felt Rav Yitzchak. But then I, then I thought to myself that it's not appropriate for me. And we can't just take upon ourselves acceptances, even if I'm Rav Yitzchak. 
Tainus Dibor for 40 days is not appropriate for me. That's what, that's what I felt. Hosef Yamar, Yesh Adam Shenirolo, Shamanaga Misiemas, Lava Hakrola Dactic mode. Person might think that he has to accept something and, and be medactic about something. Umar Rabach Savasolakrasman, and afterwards sometimes he'll realize that it's, it's, I'll do this, but it's not what I thought it was. And it's not gonna, um, achieve for me what I wanted. Adama Ochez Bedram, Shainam Afi Madregaso, if we try to go somewhere where we are not, it's the Eight Sahara. Imagine going up a ladder. And instead of going up one by one, you try to go up three rungs at a time. I want to jump to the third rung. I'm going to fall. I'm just going to fall down and lose where I am. Just, that's like tr- tr- jumping up steps of, uh, of Avodah Hashem. Right? If I try to do something three steps above, I'm going to try it, and I'm just going to fall flat on my face. It's personal. It's for each of us. And it's, sometimes it's hard to figure out exactly what's appropriate for each of us. We can't sell ourselves short. Right? We can't not do something that is appropriate for us to do. But we also have to make sure that we recognize, we recognize who, we, who we are. And he quotes the Medrash. I always served my father. I didn't do one one-hundredth of what Esav did for his Father Yitzchak. I just wore regular clothing when I was with my father. Esav, as we know, he put on Shabbos clothing. He put on Shabbos clothing when he uh, went to Bimashamish's father. So as the the author here, if he thought that it was appropriate to wear Shabbos clothing, because that's what Esav did, so why didn't he wear Shabbos clothing? He wore a so wear Shabbos clothing. It's so hard to wear Shabbos clothing. So he explains, but... No, he, he knew that, that that didn't fit in. That didn't fit in to what was appropriate. Right? Some of the Mepharshim explain, imagine wearing pajamas and putting on a tie with the pajamas. If you have a suit on, then the tie looks good. But if I'm in pajamas, then the tie looks foolish. Right? So, so we have to know, again, this doesn't mean chas v'shalom, that we shouldn't strive and we shouldn't do appropriate um, developmental, spiritually Logical developmental stages, but but we have to make sure that we 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 tzlacha. Titen lecha pal sharecha. Then at the end he quotes the Gemara in Chulim, which we've quoted often. The same thing, same idea with Marukva, right? That he said his father is like wine compared to him himself, who's like vinegar. My father waits 24 hours between fleshiks and milchiks, and Marukva only waits till the next suuda, which most we show him. Uh, take to mean six hours. So again, well, he thought it was such a great thing to wait 24 hours. Why didn't he? Because he knew it wasn't appropriate for him. What we have to do over the next month is to try to figure out what is what are activities that are appropriate for us. What are activities that Hashem wants from us and make sure they are titain l'cha b'chal sha'arech. Okay. Moving right along again, shoftim is jam-packed. These three parshios, re'e, shoftim, and kiseitse. We are in the second of the triumvirate. There are one-sixth of all mitzvos. Right in this uh, in these parshios. Right, just next week we have seventy-four, even maybe even more than one-sixth, more than one-sixth. Right, just kiseitze is seventy-four. So reishodim and kiseitze are all jam-packed. So one by one, one by one, we'll uh, we'll go through them. So we look at the beginning of the parsha. The Svarno tells us to take a little bird's-eye view about the context, and we can already start from the end of last week's parsha. Right, we have the moadim, but we also have some. Uh, Nation mitzvos. But here we have shotim and shotim. So it's about mishpatim. It's about law. Pasha pshat. Pasig yudches. Pasig yudtes. Lo sateb mishpat. Lo sakir panim. Don't twist judgment. Don't show favoritism. Lo sikach shocha. Don't take bribes. Ki ashocha yaver eni chachamim. Bribery is all about mishpat. Tzedek tzirdek tzirdof. Right? Run after. Pursue justice. Lo mantichya v'yirashas are. It's all about law. Law and order. Then what do we have? Pasuk Chavalev, Asherah. Don't plant an idolatrous tree. Losita l'cha Asherah. Next, Chavbeis, Losakim l'cha Matseva. Do not um, build a Matseva, an illicit type of altar rock to serve a Kaddish Baruch on. No Asherah, no Matseva. Pasuk Aleph, Losizbach l'asham l'kach l'shar v'aseh, asher yebomum. And don't bring a balmum animal, an animal with a blemish, because Hashem hates it. And then we go back to Mishpatim. 
Then we have the parsha of edus, of witnesses, of drisha um, v'chakira, cross examination. And how many witnesses? And then kipalim chadavar la mishpat rules of zaken mamre lo sasur. Ask this far now. What are these three psukim doing in the middle of all of these laws about mishpatim and judges? The whole first aliyah is about judgment and judges. Shoftim v'shotrim don't pervert justice. Sedek sedek tirdo. Skip the three psukim and then it goes back to judgment. What are these three doing in the middle? Right in the middle we have Ashera, Matseva, and Bamum. In the middle of the whole section in the Torah here of Mishpat. So that's a, um, again, a diak of the Rishonim, a Rishonim type of question. Right? What, is, what are these three psukim doing here? So it says the Svarno, these three are all teaching us, obviously they're, they're their own mitzvos, as we'll talk about soon, also, but they're reflecting the idea of inappropriate acceptance of judges. It's telling us a judgment, halacha too. Basically, in a word, and I'll see this in the Sfarno, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't just go by what it looks like when it comes to judgment. And maybe one could stretch it and say, it's for the judge also to take into account when he makes decisions to really analyze and don't judge the parties right, by what looks like on the outside. Because all these three, as we're about to see in the Svarno, have to do with appearances. And appearances that might look in one way, but really they're, it's inappropriate. Says the Svarno, They're nice, based on, you know, a certain sense, senses and feeling. Maybe physically they look nice, but they're spiritually blemished. And that is the message also of a Dayan, of an aid, uh, of anyone who, you know, from the outside it might look nice, but inside it's not. Rishona on line four, hi ha It is the Asherah, a tree. You can have a big, beautiful tree. Shehulinoi hechalos. They used to plant these beautiful trees outside of, of um, holes. Right, imagine that the, the kings used to have, let's say, these orchards and, and, and lined, lined, um, paved, uh, paved cement paths with trees on the side. Right, it looks very nice, these trees. But this tree, inherently, it's an abomination. It looks great. You can have a beautiful tree. But a tree could be a bodhisattva. Derech Agav, that's, uh, based on this halacha, is why some say why our, our cousins, you know, put trees on Harabayas. Because we're not allowed to have trees there. As we'll get to uh, this in a little bit, a little more, but why are there trees on Harabayas? Because we're not supposed to have trees there. But that's number one. A judge might look impressive on the outside, but that's not how we choose judges. It's not how we choose judges. Shainis, Matseva, you could have a large monument. Again, as Rashi quotes, earlier in history, Matsevas were beautiful, and Hashem was very happy with them, and the Avos built Matsevas. And Shemasre Matseva by Harsinai. Says the Svarno, but Matseva comes from the word Nitzav, standing up straight. We stood up straight before Cheta Egel. That's when Matsevas were appropriate. We were Nitzav, we were Mutzav, we could stand up and be proud. We nationally fell. And therefore we can't serve Hashem in the same way. It looks nice, and maybe it even was nice in history. But again, outside looks and outside decisions doesn't mean that that's what's appropriate. Similarly, you can have someone who looks like a, a Tamar Chacham, someone who has a long beard, and you can't tell from the outside. So trees might be beautiful, matzevas um, and structures might be beautiful, and finally, Shlishis, Balmum. 
this huge fat cow. And yet, it has a, it has a blemish somewhere that you can barely even see. Remember the Kamsa Bar Kamsa story. Right? He put a blemish by the eye, by the lips. Right? One of the, uh, the Gersos. The message, says the Svarno, of these three halachas stuck into the middle of the section of Mishpatim, which precedes and follows all the laws of Mishpat. And afterwards we have Edim. These are stuck in there to make sure that we, the Tzibur, doesn't choose Dayanim. And I'll add, Dayanim don't decide cases based on outer appearances and, and what, what meets the eye at first. Right? A tree can be beautiful, but it's an, it's an Asherah tree. Matzevas can be beautiful. And animals, but we have to know what they really are and what they really mean and signify. Okay, once we're on the topic of, matze- of Asherah, let's see the Meshachachma, which we saw 10 years ago. But I thought once a decade we could review it. But uh, this, is a, this is a classic Meshachachma. For Sefer Vayikra. You can't really learn Sefer Vayikra without this Meshachachma, but it's, it's stuck here in, in um, Pasha Shoftim. And he discusses the message of what's wrong with trees next to the Mizbeach. Again, the Pasha Pshad is that's an Avod Zara tree. The post can go into what exactly, what other kind of trees are included. Is it only Asherah? Well, Asherah Hashem Ha'inyan, says the Meshachachma. A large percentage of the Torah has to do with Karbanos. I'm not sure exactly what percentage of mitzvos have to do with the base of Mikdash and Karbanos, but it's a, it's a lot more than most other topics. The Torah even calls it God's bread. Lachmi. Right? It's Hashem's chelak. We don't appreciate it. We've never seen it or, appreci- or uh, experienced it. But we know, we know, Hashem gets nothing from Karbanos. Hashem doesn't need Karbanos. We don't really give Him anything when we give a Karban. Hashem is the same before and after. We don't add anything to Hashem's perfection. By doing anything. There's no difference between Hashem now and before he created the world. I mean, Kabbalistically, there was something called simsum that he minimized himself, whatever that means, to make room for the world. But really, the, Hashem is not to take up space. So really, he's unchanging. Eov says that uh, what do we give Hashem? And there are secrets to Karbanos, as the Ramban talks about at the beginning of Ayikra. It somehow ignites something inside of us. We, we are affected by seeing the Karban and by bringing the Karban and going through the process of Akravas Karbanos and eating the Karbanos. We see the, the the blood being sprinkled, all the all the symbolism, but really nothing, nothing about the carbon changes or is is added to Hashem. Abal habori yisbarach skip two lines. Kamoshi notzarach l'shleimus kolam etzius. Kenei notzarach l'shleimus pulasam. But mamukim. Again, nothing changes. Skip a couple of lines. Line 25. And that's what Ben Azai says at the end of Mesechus Menachos. He points out, It's an amazing ha'ara. Throughout the parshas of Karbanos, we never have the name Elohim. It's all Yudke Vavke. Or Kel. Which symbolizes Hashem's independence. Elohim is Hashem in nature. Elohim is a Gmachia Teva. Right, Elohim symbolizes his connection to humans. Dafka, in the world of Karbanos, names of Hashem are used that symbolize his independence. So we don't get at any misimpression that Hashem needs or we give to Hashem anything, really, with the Karbanos. So that the heretics don't, don't complain and, and uh, make fun. Right, 
Right? It's all about his independence. V'shem kel humora al chozek pu'ulosav. It's about his actions, his involvement. V'chasto l'chol basar. And his connection to us. And that's why it doesn't say Elohim. It only says Hashem. V'yim kein. Lo yitachin b'secha leymar ki yumakabal hazan avotosefes. Me'anim so'am atuliyim b'ritzonan evroim. Yesh mi'ayin agomer rak b'chefso. We don't give anything to Hashem. He doesn't grow based on what we give. Says the Meshachachma, there are two types of beings that we have in life. Right, the bottom two of the kuzaris for the pyramid. Right, we have the domain, the inanimate objects, the dirt and the rocks. And then we have the tzomeach, the tzomchim, the growers, plant life, chai, the animals, and then medaber, us. So we use animals as karbanos. But the Torah tells us, don't put any growers. Why? What's a, what's a grower? What's a tree? We water the tree. And the tree grows based on what we do, what we give. The more we're mashke, the more we give, the more it grows. We don't want that message. That we give something and there's a reaction to what we do. We don't want that next to the Mizbech. Because the message of Karbanos to Hashem is unchanging. It's like a rock. You can water a rock for a thousand years, it's not going to change. You could have rocks, you could have dirt, but you can't have trees. Because trees symbolize something that we are involved in and we're able to nourish. The domain do not, are not affected. It's just dirt. It's just rocks. If the rocks somehow get stuck together, so then it could get bigger. It's not growing from within. It's not a true growth. Not a true growth if two things get stuck together. But obviously the growers and the trees, nizonim v'gedelim, u'mosif and shleimus b'chiyus and tamid. And that's why it says the Meshachach, my beautiful, u'lahoros kavanazud sivas yisparach lasos mizbeach avonim, v'loi v'shumetz, right, a mizbeach of stone, lizvonein, to teach us, that we think about. Kemosha ha-mizbeach, Makom akarbanos, who dover she'eno nizon ve'eno tzorach l'mayim u'mazon, doesn't need anything, ke'en kolinyan karbanos, who lo l'sibas hazanav atosefes plishlemus o'klau. It's not because anything is needed. Don't put trees next to the mizbeach. Don't get the message. Don't think that we're giving something to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that, in that uh, way. Mist ashrim me'acherim. Okay. And then he even says, and this connects to mishpat also, getting back to a Sferno type of idea. The Gemara says, where's the line of the, uh, the Gemara? The Gemara says, look on line 20, 22. No, I'm sorry, not that one. There's another uh, line, right? That the, if somebody puts an, uh, is ma'amid a dayan she'eno hagun. He quotes it, it's Gemara in Sanhedrin, I think. If somebody appoints an inappropriate judge, it's like planting an asherah next to the mizbeach. What exactly does... There it is on the left side. Right on line 19. If we appoint a judge for, for money, we're like planting an asherah. What's the connection between those two? Because if a dayan, you know, he pays us, and then we're affected, and we're, we're mommed him, so that's, that's like the message of, you know, don't put an asherah, which shows which reflects and symbolizes being nourished. You get something and you get something in return, like paying off a judge, appointing an inappropriate judge. You know, that's the message of, of, uh, of Asherah. Who shofi l'towali es kavadu in yinacher ki ilu ma'amed Asherah eitzel ha'mizbech. Okay, so the Meshachach gives us an insight into, into the world of Karbanus. Let's move on now to later on in the Aliyah. Pazak tells us, Right after the section of Mishpat, Pasuk Ches, Ki Yibali Memcha Dover La Mishpat, when you don't know something, Bein Dam Ladam, Bein Din Lenin, Menega Lenega, between blood, blood and blood, Din and Din, Nega, spot and spot, Divrei Rivos, Pesharecha, whenever there's an argument, the Kamta Elisa, you go to the Sanhedrin, and they'll help decide. We mentioned years ago the thought of the Gra on this uh, Pasuk, that there are really three 
three areas of question that uh, one could ask. And to any question to a rabbi, there's one of six words, only one of six words that is the answer. You might think there's a thousand answers the rabbi might say. You're right, he might say machlokas. But if he gives a, a straight answer, it's if six words. Mutter aser, chayif pater, tamei tahar. Six words. Again, mutter aser, it's allowed, it's not allowed. Chayif pater, obligated or exempt. Tamei tahar. Right, that's it. And that's the three phrases here. Dam ladam, he says, aser and mutter. Din ladin is chayif and pater. Nega la nega is tamei and tahar. So that's the grah that we mentioned from the Adaris Elio. But if you look in Rashi, Rashi says, Bein dam ladam, bein dam tame ladam tar. If you're not sure whether something is dam tame or dam tar. Bein din ladin, bein din zakai ladin chayef. Whether somebody is zakai, innocent, or chayef. O bein nega lanega, bein nega tame lanega tar. So I've read this Rashi many times, but I never caught the question of Rav Chaim Kenievsky. And that is the order. What does Rashi quote? Dam is bein dam tame ladam tar. So it's, it's the, so to speak, the tame one first. The, like the negative one first. Bein din ladin, bein din zakai lachayev. So you would think chayev should be like the, the negative one. It's a chayev. And then bein nega lanega, nega tame lanega tar. So why are, two out of three, tame is before tar, and the middle one is putter is before chayev. So that's what he asks. Hadabidam vinega, Hiktim Rashi et Sada Asr. Tahainu Dam Tame. Vinega Tame. Vilu Bedin Hiktim et Sada Kula. Tahainu Din Zakai. The Kula, the leniency Rashi quotes first, Dafka by Din. By the other two, he quotes the, the Chumrah. So he says something just so Pashat. That's, that's. Mishum de Bedamu Benega Tahorim. Eina Kavana Elo Laheder Tuma. She'enam Tameim. Somebody goes to a rabbi for a psak about a, a stain. So if he says tar, he's not really saying tar. He's just saying it's not tame. Tar is not really, I'm tar before I come to you. So if I'm tar before I come to you, so you're telling me you're confirming what I am. There's no new status. If, if somebody goes to the Kohen, do I have saras or not? Yes. You have saras. It's tame. And then let's say when it's tar, that just means it's not tame anymore. I mean, it's something new in terms of the status. So it says Tame before Tahar because that's the status. That's, the, that's what's, what needs to be declared. It's a negatame or a negatahar. It's damtame or damtar. By din, it's just two sides of the coin. Chaya for one is putter for the other one. So it's not that one is more machmer, one is more mako, or one is natural, and one is a status. One. Not, so din, you choose one. Chayev and Potter, they're just two sides of the coin. But by Nega and Dam, it says the status. It says the status. There's a lumpish question in the Achronim in terms of Tumma in general. Is Tumma the absence of Tara? Is Tara the absence of Tumma? But in terms of these halachas of Dam and, and Saras, it's definitely, you know, there's, there's a Nega Saras that's declared, there's Dam Tumma that's declared, and the lack of that is, is what is is the lack of the status, and that's why it's written second in the Rosh. Okay, there's a lot on the first half of the Parsha. Just go one by one. So the Torah continues, and we get into Losasur. The power of the Rabbanan to make laws. We know we go to the, you go to the Kohanim and Lovim. They'll tell you what to do. Based on how they interpret it. Based on the law that they tell you, do not turn, do not turn from what the rabbanan tell you to do. So we discussed in the past a machlokas Rashi in the Ramban. Let's mention it, but I don't know if we focused on the second half of the Ramban uh, in the past. So Rashi says, what does it mean? Do not turn from what they say to you, yamin usmal, to the right or to the left. And then it says, whoever goes against is, uh, is a Zakin Mamre. So Rashi says, Yamin Usmol, Afilu Omer Lacha al Yamin Shu Usmol, Vial Smol Shu Yamin. Even if they tell you your right hand is your left hand and your left hand is your right hand, don't argue. Vikal Shakin Shu Omer Lacha al Yamin Yamin, Vial Smol Smol. So you read Rashi, it sounds like even if I think they're totally, even if I know 
Does something mean my right hand is my left hand? My left hand is my right hand? Even so. And the Ramban can't fathom that. Right? It doesn't mean that really it's your right and it's, and it's really your left. It means that it's not, Rashi is just saying, it's as clear to you that you think it's your right, but it's not really your right. Right? If it's your right, the problem is often we think that we know, and they're wrong. But the Ramban explains, Ramban explains, uh, again, he doesn't um, argue on Rashi, because he doesn't think that Rashi really means. See, source number six says the Ramban. Right? He doesn't say, Ramban is not arguing here. He's explaining what he thinks the Pshat of Rashi is. Right, the Ramban learns Rashi like we learn Rashi. Not like we learn Rashi, but just like we, he studied Rashi, we studied. The Ramban, remember, says, calls Rashi the Bechor. Lo mishpata Bechora, he writes in the Hakdama of his commentary. Ve'in Yano, says the Ramban, afilu tachshov belibcha, shame toim. Even if you think that they're making a mistake, v'hadover poshet be'inecha, ka'asher ato yodea b'nyeminich l'smolcha, even if you think that they're wrong, just like you know you're right between your right and your left, you think that that's the kind of mistake that the postic is making. Listen to them. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the rabbi is always perfect and right. There are mistakes, but at least as a listener, it's on his shoulders, right? I just have to listen. I just have to listen. And from our point of view, we have emunas chachamim. How can I eat this non-kosher fat? Or kill this person who is chay of misa? How can I do it? So commanded me Hashem. Obviously, the context of the Pasuk is talking about the Sanhedrin Agado. Right? Not just every you know, posting out there, but the greatest 71 rabbis, right? That's who is being referred to. But again, they're, they're, they're rabbanim, the greatest individual. Who's going to decide who's the, who's the greatest 71 rabbis? That's a good kasha. And uh, we'll have to wait for Elio Navi. Maybe he'll be the one to, uh, to appoint. But again, there are the gdoli olam. You know, we mentioned, I think, in the past, you know, some of the Greek gdolim uh, kind of felt and hoped. Ramosha Feinstein, towards the end of his life, didn't let them, didn't let the dentist take out all of his, he made him leave some teeth when he got dentures. Because he, he didn't want to be nifsal to the Sanhedrin. When, uh, the Rabali movement for the Sanhedrin. The Rambam, we mentioned in the past also, there's a, leg, there's a legend. Right? The, uh, the Rambam died in Egypt. But he's buried in Tveria. How did he get to Tveria? A whole legend. They put him on a donkey or a camel. The donkey started walking. and went all the way to Tveria. And he's buried in Tveria. Why is he buried in Tveria? The Rambam never lived in Eretz Yisrael. He visited once. But why is he buried in Tveria? So the Rambam writes in the Mishnah Torah that the Sanhedrin moved to ten different places, as based on the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, and the last place the Sanhedrin was was in Tveria, and that's where it's going to start again. That's where it's going to start again, and then go down to Yerushalayim, to the Lishkas Agassas. So maybe the Rambam wanted to be in Tveria, he wanted to, you know, uh, be able to uh, cast, uh, have his candidacy, you know, uh, for the Sanhedrin. So that's the context of the, uh, of the Pasuk, but the message is, is uh, expanded. Continues the Ramban. Right, as we just said, even if they might make a mistake, but I have to, I have to listen. So now this is what we're going to focus on now. There's a great need for such a principle in the Torah. Not just the laws that we have to listen to in the mitzvahs, but the need to listen to the Chachamim. Because the Torah was given to us, right, the written law. Not everybody's going to agree about everything in life. Right? Two Jews, three opinions. Right? Nobody agreed. Everything is a machlokas. Right? Except doing chesed. Then we all agree. Baruch Hashem. Balgein Avraham, we are amudim in chesed. But everything else, there are so many opinions. Everybody could interpret the Torah however they want. And the splintering of the religion. That's why the Torah says there's a group of 71 rabbis that they're going to decide for the nation. They're going to decide for all. This is a mitzvah that is a tzorech gadol ma'od. 
Nowadays, there's not so much interpretation of the psukim of the Torah to teach us halacha. There's interpretation how to apply halacha nowadays. All the great Dolia poskim today, every generation has their great poskim interpreting the law to, to figure out what every situation uh, the Torah has to say about it. But in terms of ter- interpreting psukim, that was, that was, that was the b'mei chazal. And b'mei chazal, we have to, we have a, we have a to listen. That's in this, that's in this, uh, pasik. Ki al da'ashalahem unosin lana Torah. Afilu yeh beinecha kimachlif ayamin b'small. Says the Ramban, even if we don't understand everything. But this is the power of our Mesorah. That's this pasik. The power of our Mesorah. We can't just do whatever we want. Right? We can't, you know, decide to cut, to add, Certain, certain, you know, certain Mishnah, Gemara, big discussion on the Ramah. I'm allowed to argue on the Tanoim. The Ramah writes in Choshe Mishpat. You can't argue on the Gemara. You can't argue on the Gemara. The Rishonim can't argue on the Gemara. Okay, sometimes the Gra will give a different shot. But, but in terms of Psach Halacha, because this is, this is, this is Losasar. This is, this is the source of Torah Shabal Peh. And we have to recognize that Sorach Gadol Ma'od for, for that. Okay. Moving right along. Moving right along, we have the Parsha of Melech. Parsha of Melech in Shani. When you come to Eretz Yisrael, I want a king. So we've discussed in the past, it's a mitzvah, why was Hashem upset and say for Shmuel. Put a king on you, place a king upon you, but the king also has rules. Right, three areas where you can't have too much of. Too many horses, too much money, and too many wives. Those are the three limits. Those three symbolize something, as we'll see soon. But dafka, those three, are symbolic of something. But if you look in the Sari Alafim, we're all from Chicago. We mentioned him a number of times over the past couple of months. What's the double Lashon, he asks, of Som Tasim? In Jerush. Chazal darshan, but in Jewish, Yish lahavin kefal halashon som tasim. Number one, ubeikir tzrichim lahavin, and also echno gaslano parches ubezman azeh. What does this section of the Torah have to do with us lamaisa? For thousands of years, these halachas don't apply. We don't have a king. So for thousands of years, it's just conceptual. It's just lamdis. Is there anything that we could take from this parsha for us today? Som tasim alecha. Next question. So again, what do the three symbolize? The three isurim of a king. What's the double lashon? Three. We call Hashem on line ten. Melech Malche Hamalachim Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What's that triple lashon? Melech, the king of the kings of the kings. Melech Malche Hamalachim Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What's the triple lashon? We're preparing. We're preparing for the Yavim Noraim. What do we have to do? So he gives a mashal. Gives a mashal on line 20. There's a, there's a mayor of a city. There's a mayor of a city. The mayor decides, you know what? I want to bring in the mayor of the whole country or whatever, the prime minister to be the head of this, of this city. See, he's the, he's the mayor, and he's going to bring somebody who's the senator, somebody, the prime minister, somebody greater to rule over. He could do that because he's in charge, so he's putting somebody else in charge over him. What happens if one of the private citizens of the city decide, I want to bring the prime minister to be the king here. What are you doing? You're not in charge. You're not in charge of this city. How do you expect to put somebody, bring somebody larger, you know, onto this area? Only the king, so to speak, of this city could bring a larger king to rule over. Vahanim shalhu. The nimshal is Shabbat. The sin of Rosh Hashanah. What's our avoda on Rosh Hashanah and Elul is to become kings of our lives. 
to be in control of our own lives. Yes, well, he says it the other way. Our goal is to bring Hashem's malchus to the whole world, but how do we have to do that? The first step, we can only bring Hashem down and be malach on the whole world if we first are malachim in our own town. Like the Bali Musr say, you want to change the world? First you got to change your town. You want to change your town? First you got to change your street. Your street? You got to change your house. Yeah, yourself. First we have to be mamlech on ourselves. And then we can be mamlech HaKadosh Baruch What do we have to be mamlech on? What do we have to be in control of? So he says, as we know, the Mishnah tells us in Perkei Avos, line 21, HaKinev HaTayvav HaKavid, Motzi'in HaSadam in HaOlam. The three major roots of all sin, Kinev HaTayvav HaKavid, parallels the three Averis in the uh, beginning of the Torah. Motzi'in HaSadam in HaOlam, Shebemes HaYavidin Shekol HaLem Yilachal Kol HaOlam Shalom. What we have to try to do is to be mamlech ourselves over these three midos. Because these three midos are raging in the world. These three midos are being mamlech most of the world. Most of the world are servants to Kina, Taiva, and Kavod. That's the, that's the God, that's the ruler. Right? Running after honor and, and desire and jealousy. Nimsa. On the bottom, Adam Tachas Memshalas Akina Hatay Vakovid. So if we're if they're malachim on us, how are we supposed to bring Hakadosh Baruch Hu into the picture? We, we're not mamlech ourselves on, on ourselves. So the first step, says the Sari Alafim, is for us to be mamlech on ourselves. We have to become malchei hamalachim. These three Midos rule over the whole world. They're the Malachim of the world. Kaddish Baruch will put it into the system. They're the Malachim of the world. First step is we have to be Malchei HaMalachim. We have to become the kings over those kings. We have to try to rule over those kings. Those who do that are Malchei HaMalachim. And if we could be Malchei HaMalachim, then we could have Melech Malchei Hamlachim upon us. Only then we could bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be the Melech Malchei Hamlachim. We rule over the Malachim that Hashem put into the world, the kin of the Taiv and the Kavid, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu were able, were able to bring him in. And that's maybe alluded to in these three mitzvahs of a king. Right? He says on now, Lo yarba lo susim, horses. That's Kavid. He has so many chariots. Lo yarbalo nashim, taiva. Kesev izov lo yarbalo, kina. Right, so all three. We want to be melech malche hamlachim. That's our goal throughout the month of El, throughout our lives. So the next time we say melech malche hamlachim akadosh baruch you know, we have to try to remember that we have to do it first. We have to be mamlech ourselves and then we will be able to be mamlech akadosh baruch on the on the world. Okay. Related to this, but not exactly, but related to this, is the Arachayim HaKadosh, a little bit later in the Parsha. Many of the um, Farshim talk about Shoftim V'Shotrim. We mentioned before Lecha, it's personal, but the Arachayim HaKadosh also says not just personal, but within us, as, we're talk- as we were just talking about, about Midos. The Torah tells us on Parachaf, When you go out to war against your enemy, you see horses and chariots. Am Ravimcha, a huge army. Don't be scared. And this is a, this is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah daraisa. That when we go out to battle, not to be scared. It's a challenging mitzvah. But that's what the, uh, that's, that's what, what, what the, one of the minyan mitzvahs, one of the 613. But the Archaim HaKadosh says maybe it's on a deeper level, not just the Pashapshat of not being scared in battle, but you know, the ultimate, the inner battle that we all that we all have to face. And alluded in this Pasik are three are three challenges that we have. Sus, Rechev, Amrav Mimcha, and the Torah is giving us Chizik. Lo Sirimehem, ki Hashem Hashem's with you. 
Ulai says the Arachaim. Sheramaz Akasav Melchemes Ha'adam and Yitzro. The Torah is alluding to the Melchemes Ha'yetzer. Ubala Hasir Milibo Morach. It's coming to remove uh, trepidation from our hearts. Fiyamaki says, Sela Melchama. Ha Yidua. When you go out to the known war, Shengdolami Mena, no greater war. Yish Melchamazu Yish Bezdram Kashim. It really means three. There are three things. Matishim Kocho that make us weak, that make us not believe in ourselves. Echad. The Yitzhahara has been doing this fight for, for thousands of years. He knows exactly what to do. He's been around for a long time. He has all the strategies. We're not, we're not so experienced. Every situation is a new challenge. We think we're good and all of a sudden, like, whoa. All of a sudden we have a, another challenge to our, to our spirituality. So we're not experienced. We're not like the enemy who has a lot of experience. Number two, harkavas ha'adam, our makeup, our human makeup, we have a goof. And we're not naturally, unless we work on it, right? what does it say? Yetzirah leif ha'adam rami nu'urav. Right? Pere adam, natural, no no, no limits. So harkavas ha'adam chovekes divriyayetzer. Right, we're we're drawn to the mundane. Just to take, to be ego, egotistical, and just take and focus on ourselves. And number three, and we've fallen in the past, and we've created, again, kabbalistically, you could say it. Our avirus have created prosecuting forces, or one might say we've created bad behaviors. Now we have to get out of this this. Um, Practice that we've been in. Says the Arachim, that's what's being alluded to in this Pasik. When you go out to the war, and you see Sus. Sus, you see the horses of the enemy, these horses that have been trained, these horses that know how to fight. Rechev. Rechivim, the ingredients, the ingredients that make up human beings. We're, we're not drawn, we're, we're drawn down, we're not drawn up. Am Rav Mimcha. There's such a huge nation of prosecuting forces that I've, that I've created based on my past. What does the Pasuk say? Lo Sira Mehem. Don't worry. Don't worry, ki Hashem al Hashem is with you. Bo Dibro Atov Amr Lo Sira Mehem. If you are coming by yourself, you have what to be worried about. You can't. But you're not alone. Kodesh Baruch was with you in the Muhammad. He put you into the battlefield, and he's going to, to save you on the battlefield. So let's recognize all challenges that we might have. Fighting the kin in the time of the covet, Trying to be Malchei HaMalachim. You know, that's something that Kodesh Baruch Hu says we're not alone. And we could do it. We could do it if we if we try hard. One final, very creative thought from the Hegiona Shel Torah and Sion Führer on the last section of the parsha, Eglarufa, the anonymous corpse found between the cities. He was killed. We don't know who killed him. The Sanhedrin has to, members of the Sanhedrin have to come out, wash their hands. They have to take a. We'll focus on this detail. They have to take a calf. Take a calf that's never worked. That's never had, what does it say? It never had a, a yoke on its neck. It's never worked. Never worked. Egla Arufa. What's, what's the message of that? Every detail in Allah is there to teach us something. Some we can understand, some we can't. I never really thought about this one before. What's the message of a cow that never worked? Never even had a burden on its neck. Why do we why do we use that in the ceremony of Egla Arufa? Says that Gyona Shaltora. Lama Dafka Egla Shalu Badba Vishlomashkabao. And also, let me add, Nachal Asa, if to go to an area a, a valley that's never been worked and never been planted. Lo Yavevalo Izareya. Ela Lisabresas Nainu. Shaharetzach Matsui Baad Bimakam. You know what terrible things happen? When people aren't involved in productive lives. And they're not working. And they're not doing anything. They're just sitting around, wasting time. 
not being constructive, not being involved in, in activity. What is the language of the Gemara in Sanhedrin? Eino oskin shal olam. They're not osik. You mentioned years ago, remember that thought from Parshas Noach, from Rav Palm? How did the mobble, how did they go so wrong so quickly? So he says the Medrash, remember the Medrash says Noach was the first one with separated digits, with fingers. Up until that point, you know, everybody had like mittens for hands. So he was the first one because they had to use tools because the ground was now cursed. Rapam said, all of a sudden they have fingers, they have tools. Things took a lot shorter. They had a lot of free time. They had a lot of free time. So free time could be a bracha. But free time could also be the opposite. Says that, you know why you take a cow that never worked a day in its life to a field that never had a work day in its life? Because we're being told where even the extreme of a murder could come from you know, when you're not osik in, you know, not osik in things. When, when we're osik in good things, so then, you know, then it's all positive. Remember the Rambam, the last Rambam in Nitlasi Surabiya, right? Arias thoughts only come from a, a mind that's vacuumed, that doesn't have something else in the mind. If we're involved in other things, then it's not going to happen. Again, hard work can mean a parnasa. Hard work could also be learning Torah. I'm not saying specifically, you know, that physical labor. It just means being involved in, in constructive activities and mitzvahs. If people look just for ways to kill time, they end up killing other things too. Again, in an extreme. There's a cow that never worked. There's land that never was worked. That's the problem. That was the problem here. And he's, then he even adds, Eglaru is one of those few halachas that have nothing to do with the physical land. It's not a mitzvah tzliya ba'aretz, but it only applies in Eretz Yisrael, like a number of other halachas, smicha and, um, and others. Why? Because maybe in Eretz Yisrael it's even more of a responsibility not to just sit around and not be involved in society. Because this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's country. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chosen land. And that's where we have the opportunity to be involved in, in, the, in the most intense way. So that's where maybe the message of Aglarufa even, even plays, more of a, plays more of a role. So this is Parsha Shoftim. A lot of message for us for life, for Chodesh Elul. We should be zochet to be able to prepare ourselves as we uh, get into the, uh, the, this month of tshuva and tefillah and closeness to HaKadosh Baruch.